0: You are listening to Next Level Conversations Podcast, where I am here to teach you high-level directors, you high-level executives, and high-performer women how to take that internal dialogue that keeps slowing you down to the next level, how to create strategies much faster so that we can get to your bottom line, how to take all your objectives to the finish line so that we can stop repeating the nonsense. Yep, I said it, us. You're already motivated. It's time to get up and get into it. Let's get to implementation. Get into your community, get into your life. There are no more excuses and we are here. Yep, we are talking about the things that no one wants to talk about. We're having hard conversations in order to get to the next level. Yep, I said it, we are looking at ourselves. We're going to start with us in order to transform our bottom lines. So let's get into it. Yep, I'm a mom of three. My first daughter I had when I was the age of 16, you guys. I was a teenage mom. Yep, teenage mom. Successful CEO now, but I was a teenage mom. I have three. She's my oldest. Two girls, one older. Um, She is in her 30s the middle one in her 20s, and then I have a 15-year-old son. Well, he just turned 16 the other day. And, you know, one of the major, I believe one of the major challenges with being a mom that is a high-level achiever, if you're a high achiever by nature, CEO, director, uh, executive, mover, and shaker, and you have the responsibility of being a mom, to me, it is one of the most... uh, precious things that you can have, and at the same time, it helps to push you as a CEO. It helps to push you as a CEO. I know responsibility, yeah, finances, yeah, but even beyond that, Your mind, uh, your heart, keeping you grounded. I don't know about you, but my kids help to keep me grounded, especially my son. You know, he's the youngest one. He's trendy. Me and him compete with styles. We uh, talk about all the latest trends that are going on. We talk about the latest clothes that are out. And I'm a car person. I love cars. And so does he. Uh, He keeps me up on the latest and greatest with cars. And we stay up on the trends. We stay up on the trends with music. He's an inspiring rap artist. Yep, I said it, rap artist. You know, your children they're going to have different personalities. They're going to have different goals and they're going to all be a part of who you are. You know, I can look at all three of my children and say that each of them possess qualities of me. And I see the different ones. All three of them are totally different personalities. And I see all of their personalities in me. Uh, My oldest daughter, entrepreneur, you know, finished college, uh, psychology degree, has the mental health background. At the same time, super spiritual, Reiki master, knows her history, bilingual, you know, amazing, a well-rounded mother. Uh, she's also uh, into owning her own uh, oil line, and uh, she does uh your oils for your body, soaps for your body, shea butters. She has a successful line. People buy it all online. Uh, So she has different revenue streams coming in. She went to college and graduated at the same time, chose to become an entrepreneur. And I tell you, this girl got has that part of me in her. She will not stop giving up. She has about three different revenue streams from three different industries coming into her. Uh, they are not all where she wants them to be, but she hasn't given up. She has not stepped into a job. I think she's probably held maybe one or two Regular nine to five jobs in her whole life, Uh, you know, and all of her majority of her life has been putting to work the talent that she has inside of her and all of us support her. I love her. She is courageous and she's a wonderful mom, a mom of three. I just had a grandchild on Mother's Day. And I was able to take off for 10 days and fly to her. We live in different states. So, you know, I have to mother her from another state. And um, that means FaceTime. That means checking in when we can. That means uh, mentoring. Weekly we check in. You know, I have to fly over there to see her on the East Coast, spend time with her and the grandkids. And we make it work. You know, her being an entrepreneur, she understands her mom as an entrepreneur, so she understands, uh, you know, how I have to allocate my time and that she's still as important to me as everyone else. And then there's my middle one. My middle one was a business major in college. Yep, she graduated too. I've already put two kids through college, and now, now I'm working on this third one. But my second one, the middle one, brilliant, bright, She is not as social. She's not the social butterfly. She's a more introvert, but super intelligent. She went to school for business. She actually is a part of one of my companies, and she does a really great job of it. She sits alongside of me and learns everything that I know. She's smart. She's taking everything in. She's not so quick to make a decision. She's not pressured into relationships she don't want to be in. She's very grounded, uh, very centered, and she's very patient, sometimes too patient. I end up pushing her a lot. Any of you have that child that you're constantly pushing into something? Try this. Try that. Get up. Let's do this. She's not as quick on her feet as moving, but she's very smart and on top of it. And that's all that matters to me because I know she possesses those qualities. She may you know, become her own CEO, you know, in her 30s. She's in her 20s right now, but she may hit 30s. I, I've i challenged her. I said, by 30, you need to buy your first home. Yeah, oh, I'm big on it. My oldest daughter has bought a home before. She bought a home before she was 30. Uh, I bought a home before I was 30. And I'm working on my daughter and the other my other nieces nieces in my life that I mentor every day. I have them having different revenue streams. I talk them and coach them into uh, taking opportunities to make other types of money. And as they are doing that, I start to talk to them about their credit and positioning themselves to own something, even if it's a condo. I always tell them, you don't have to rush and own a big home, but you need to own something. You're not going to run around here wasting money on all of this luxurious stuff and not have something to show for it. So we talk about that all the time, you know, and I'm constantly pushing her. And then there's my son, 16-year-old, very independent, And he is an entrepreneur out the gate, people. So all of them have this entrepreneur spirit for sure. And I know they got it from me and the history of my family. And I also know that each of them have their own personalities, their own pace that they move at, their own uh, sense of being grounded or being a social butterfly. As a mom, having to juggle... Um, being successful and staying up on my businesses and my clients and being up and staying on my children at the same time is something that is a constant part of my life. You never turn that off. You never turn it off. People ask me that all the time. And I tell them, you never, I never stop being a mom. When I'm in the office working, I'm still a mom. You know, this phone is constantly ringing. My son's checking in with me. Uh, He's super self-sufficient. And he is following a plan. He is on track uh, to get into the entertainment industry. He goes in the studio uh, three to four times a week on top of being in school. Uh, Failure and giving up is not an option in our house. Uh, Going to school and college and education is just like going to grade 13. Uh Uh-huh, grade 13. So you know there's 12th grade. Well, I never put in the air of my house, in the atmosphere of my house, that, oh, you graduate at 12th grade. We don't say that. In my household, uh, you continue education at grade 12. So it's already a part of, okay, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? What are we doing next? And that energy comes from me. I'm always on, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? So it has trickled down into who they are. And at the same time, as a mom... What is so important, I want you to hear this. What is so important is knowing the difference in your children, that they are not all the same. And it's okay. Let them be their individual self. I believe that that's one of the reasons why I am in relationships with my children so closely. And that is one of the reasons why they feel comfortable going after their goals going after their dreams, uh, they put their dreams and their goals first and everything else they worry about later. And I love that about them. That's one of the things I've instilled in them. I'll tell you something about my son. He's trying to drive right now and he wants a car, uh, but I don't feel he's been um, responsible in a couple of areas. One is being on time to school. The other one is staying in communication with me as he moves about his day. And so I try to show him that these things are important. Driving is a privilege. It requires a big responsibility. If you're not taking care of the smaller responsibilities, you're not going to take care of the bigger responsibilities. And I'm that hard on them, and I don't let things slide. I know that I can be a little strict sometimes, and that comes from me wanting their success. I know many of you who are juggling uh successful businesses and children you're always carrying your children in your heart with you. You carry them in your heart in in business meetings. You know, you their needs, their wants, the things that they want to reach in life, they're not yours to bear. However, we support them and we carry them. I had to sit my girls down when they were 18 and up. I remember taking them out to a dinner. And my middle daughter was 18. My oldest daughter was 21. And I remember sitting at a dinner. We were at Red Lobster. And we were sitting there eating. And I took them out. And my son was with me. And I said, it's just me and them. And I said, listen, anything that your dad and I did for you up until now was out of pure love and obligation as your parent. Let's be clear. And as obligation as your parent, we have an obligation until you're of age to provide for you, care for you, uh, provide a loving environment, support you financially, uh, give you all the nutrients and the things you need to grow into this beautiful person you are today. And I told them anything that we do for you from this point on is just pure love and because we want to. I'm not obligated to you anymore. Your dad's not obligated to you anymore. I have to have this grown-up conversation with them. Oh, yes, some of you need to have a grown-up conversation with yours. Yes, some of you have these children that are no longer children. They are adults now. And in their adulthood, they are putting their needs and their emergencies on you because of the choices that they've made. And one of the things that I had to do as a mom is sit down with my girls and say, listen, the choices you make from this day forward are yours. Your mom's not responsible for them. You are grown. And part of being grown is that you're taking responsibility for your actions. Now, if I step in and help you, it's because I want to, not because I have to. And I had to get real clear with them on this conversation. My son was small at the time. He's he's like, what, 13 years younger than they are. So he was just sitting there taking it all in. And I think he really took it in because at 16 now, this kid is doing his thing. He understands that this is not an obligation here. So I just needed for my children to understand the difference between Uh, times that we do things for them and we love them and our love never stops. And there's some times where we're obligated. And then there's times where we're not obligated. We just do things out of sheer love and support of our children, out of sheer love and support for our children. There are times where we give when we don't really have to. And I want, my children, to know the difference and not get it messed up in their minds, not get it skewed in their head that we're obligated or they are entitled to anything. Because the truth is, once you hit a certain age, you're 18 and up, you can fend for yourself. Your parents are not entitled to you. We don't have to give you things. We don't have, we have to be a part of your life. Yeah. Cause we are parents, but we don't owe you anything at that point. That's the kind of hard conversation I had to have with them. Sometimes CEO moms, you have to be a CEO mom and have a CEO conversation with your kids. Yeah. Because if not, they're going to become enabled. They're going to rely on you and you're going to take on their burdens. And I was not willing to do that with my kids. My 16 year old. Now, he could still get it. You know why? He's underage, under 18. He still live in the house, still eat up all the food, still get spoiled. He could do all of that. But all that's going to change when he hits that magic number of 18. It's time to go. Get out. And that's how I raise my kids. All of my kids are independent, the 16-year-old on up. But this started when they were tiny. I started making them independent. If you're a CEO mom right now and you have a child that is an adolescence, they're small. Start finding ways right now to make them independent. Have, when you walk in the stores, have them go and speak for you. Yep. Have them walk up to the counter and ask questions for you. Oh, they're going to fight you at first. If they're an introvert, they're going to, uh-uh. But I made my son do it. Now my son is talking to everybody, knows all. I call him little Obama because he knows the whole neighborhood. You look up, he's inviting people to the house to eat. Next to you, you got a whole bunch of people over mom we need to help this person because they don't they don't have this and so that that's side of my my son's personality is like that always wanting to include everybody and it's so cute to see it i just encourage them from a young age to be independent it's the small things having them speak up for themselves having them go ask the question instead of asking you and you go finding out uh uh you the one that want to know so you go ask that's what i'm ceo mom okay you want to know you go ask I'm nervous. I don't want... Okay, well, you go. My middle daughter, she'll tell you the story. She was in public school. Then I put her in private school. Then when we moved back to California, there was a charter school. And this charter school, the way that you take your tests in this charter school is you had to verbally take tests. They wouldn't let you write the test. The that was the most scariest thing and probably sounds like a little mean because I know my daughter was an introvert. I made her go to that school. She came home one day and said, Mom, I can't stand this school. Why did you do this to me? But guess what? She went on to college. She graduated as a business major from Cal State Fullerton. And guess what you have to be able to do in business? Talk. You have to be communi- you have to communicate. You have to be a boss. So you can't go to school for this and not know how to talk. So I may, I put her in a school. I ran her straight to her fear because I knew my daughter. The, the younger one, oh, he's so social that he'll sometimes be social and forget that he has a plan to work. And then he's charming so he can use that charm to get over. Uh-uh, 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 not with me. I stay on him. He's spoiled, but he's a good kid, and he stays on task. And if he gets off task, I tell him, I'm cutting it all off. Oh, yeah, because that's the real world that we live in. So, yep, I juggle this just like I juggle my business. I'm juggling these children in my life. And even though they're all independent, I still check in with them. And remember, the ones that are adults, I do it out of love. Anything I do for them is out of love and support, not out of obligation. They are obligated to their own life and their own choices because they are adults. My 16-year-old, he's learning consequences now. He's doing a good job, but he's learning consequences. I uh, will share this last thing with you. I thought it was so cute because my son's been wanting to drive. And he's a go-getter. He comes to me with business ideas all day long, and I back him. I've already invested in his entertainment career uh, from videos to music to getting him out there in the world, uh, the whole nine, his branding, everything. And now he wants to drive. He comes to me, Mom, it would look so good with my brand if I had a Hellcat. If I had he wants to drive these fast cars, right? So I told him, uh, first of all, I'm not paying for a car like that. Not out the gate? Mm -mm, Nope, I can, but I'm not doing it. And I go, I'm not willing to pay for it. And this was my rule for my girls too. I said, I'm not going to get you a car and pay for your gas and pay for your insurance. If you can't pay for your own gas and your insurance, you don't need a car. That was my rule. You don't need a car because you don't have what it takes financially to take care of that responsibility. And I personally feel as a, this is my CEO hat on, if you can't pay, why am I going to pay for somebody's gas? Why would I pay for a grown person? They running around town, ripping and running. I have my own gas to pay for. I earn my own money and I pay for my own gas. And so I told my kids, well, you could pay for your own gas. You could pay for your own insurance. I probably help with the insurance a little bit. But if you could, then you can have a car. So I kept that across the board. So my son comes to me and he goes, Mom, he started a shoe business. He knows how to flip shoes. He's in the clothes and fashion. So he goes and meets the owners of this stuff. He went to a mall and met the owner of one of these high-end urban uh, stores that sell these high-end shoes and I've bought him several shoes like this. And it drives me nuts because he'll come home and say, I traded this one. I gave this one away. And I go, but you had to have that shoe. Do you know what I went through to buy this expensive shoe? And he go, "Oh yeah, I just gave it away. I'll get another one. That's his mindset. I finally gave into him. I, I actually gave into it because I saw that that was an entrepreneur move in him and an entrepreneur spirit in him. And I didn't want to break that. So As a mom and a CEO, sometimes you have to put on that CEO hat and see through being a mom and look at this child as a person, as a business owner. And my 16-year-old is a business owner. His career, he had to move from it being a hobby and to being an actual career. And I tell him, your other friends are working these side jobs at 16, but your job is your career. And it's not going to make you money until you put into it what you want you're going to get what you put into it. So you got to have 100 songs, 100 videos, and you got to get in that studio because once you get out there in the world, the world's going to want more of you. And you don't have time at that point to be making it up. So right now, you're investing in yourself. So he came to me. He said, Ma, I made $1,000. Yeah? What you do? He goes... I told you I've been looking into this shoe thing. So he's taking these expensive, rare, one-of-a-kind shoes. He now knows a distributor. He knows how to get them. So he comes to me for investment money. And I tell him, uh, if you made 1000 but you used 500 of mine, you didn't really make 1000 You only made five because five of it you got from me, who is your investor. Yep, CEO mom. That's how I talk to him. And I say, so pay up. And that's what I do. I said, now, if you really want to do something, take that 500 that you earned and go flip that and make that a 1000 Then come and tell me. And I'm going to say, oh, yeah, you did something. And so that's how I do him. We have this relationship. And so he's actually raised a good 3000 already over the last two months of his own money, legal, out here in the world, being upstanding, going with trend and fashion. And he's able to sell these shoes, He'll buy these rare shoes, and he'll invest in them, and he'll flip them. And then uh, one thing he told me, this last thing, he goes, Mom, uh, I found a car I really like. It's about 30000 and he says, I'm going to bring 15000 to the table, and you and Dad match it. You and Dad split the rest, and then we can be good. I said, I like your thinking. I like your thinking. CEO moms, don't give your kids everything. Make them wait. Make them be responsible. Make them speak up. And make them be a part of their own solution. They are their own solution. You don't have to be the solution all the time. If you uh, put it back in their plate, son, go figure out how to make that happen. Go figure out how to make it. See what they come back to you with. Make them put some skin in the game. And then at the same time, what you're doing is you're teaching them responsibility. You're teaching them patience. You're teaching them wisdom. And that's what you have to do as a CEO mom. (laughs) Trust me, this world's not easy out there, moms. I know it. So come back and we're going to chat a little bit about this. Probably do another call with some questions on it. All right, all right. You've been listening to Next Level Conversations Podcast, where we have had the difficult conversations that no one wants to have. We talk about the things that most people don't want to talk about, and we say the things that most people won't say in order to get things done that most people won't get done. It's time to get up, wake up, get out, and make some stuff happen.